Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WW Main Street Podcast Father's Day edition. John, pull up a stool, buddy, because you are sitting hey, down yeah, right should... now in a stool, aren't you, yeah. or a chair? Oh, yeah, I'm not driving. I'm sitting in the break room behind Spaceship Works. So there you go. Oh, it's a miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love Spaceship Earth, dude. That's the one thing, dude. I can forget about everything else when I'm on certain rides. Like all the anger goes away when I'm on. Soren or Spaceship Earth or you know what I'm saying pirates like you kind of forget a minute about how they're trying to rob us blind John that's that's my happy place yeah. the people well, that's, mover. Uh, that's I think that's the point yeah. so yeah it's pretty much the point the people mover but anyway happy father's day to all the wonderful fathers out there happy father's day John Thank you. I appreciate it. And happy Father's Day to uh, uh, you, puppy parent. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the girls here call me father because I take care of my mother-in-law, my wife, and my sister-in-law. <laughs> so I'm kind of like the family father here, John. You are the, you are the patriarch. Yes. So there you go. Plus, my godchildren are all right. I'm a little more involved than they probably want me to be. <laughs> you know, so. But happy Father's yep. Day to all out there. I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed day because you all deserve it. So. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get home and they they get a little something for me. I left at two o'clock this morning. Nobody really wanted to get up and wish me happy Father's Day at that time. You know. So. Yeah, well, no, no, I have a feeling they'll be waiting with open arms for you, John, when you walk through the door. All right, all right, so. sounds good. How you doing, my friend? You're sitting there eating, getting in a beautiful Epcot break room where we all wish we were. <laughs> so how you making out yeah actually you know what it, uh, doug uh, uh speaking of the weird weather and stuff uh i mean it's actually i think yesterday it was cooler here than about what 80 percent of the country because we had afternoon thunderstorms finally and cooled it down so about five o'clock it was probably uh 80 degrees here as opposed to uh the, the rest of the country is just roasting isn't it yeah, we got lucky here yesterday. It was weird. We were 96 on Friday and 71 yesterday with no thunderstorm. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, with no thunderstorm. Man, you, got, 
but it was weird. Well, dude. Does that, that that's got to feel weird? You go outside and you're like, oh my god, it's great. So, yes, it was so weird. It was like I said, I had 96 Friday, 71 Saturday. You figured that one out. And today's going to be in no the kidding. 70s. No, you. That sounds like uh, that sounds like our winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had a front come through. But all right. So uh, before before we get too much farther, I want to say a ginormous uh, big thank you to all of my friends out there who have been so kind to, to donate um, to be Lisa's uh, cancer treatment for her, for her cancer. Uh, we had a, an amazing amount of support come in from uh, friends of the show, from you, Doug, from Judith, uh, from uh, Robbie out in California, from my Giz Dad buddies, um, from my Davy friends. I mean, uh, Lisa's family, some of my family. So, yeah, just an amazing amount. And actually a couple of total strangers. Uh, maybe they're not strangers. Maybe no, they listen they're to us every week. Show. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, just an amazing amount of uh, support and i'm i'm grateful and I, like i told you before the show it actually almost uh uh renewed my hope in humanity that we will make it through this at some point but then you know it was like 10 minutes later i'm driving the bus and i get flipped off by an uber driver so there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> reality check reality check you know <laughs> so. no john every single dollar that went into that account made me uh it made doing this show all worth it if you get what i'm saying we're not we're not becoming millionaires off this we do this because we love this we do this because we love the community that we're involved in we do this because we actually do love disney if you listen to the last hundred shows you'd think doug doesn't or paul whatever you want to call me <laughs> yeah or paul <laughs> but we do love this this is why we do it i can't wait to go back even though i'm probably gonna piss moan and complain later on in the show which because it's no doubt doug will do that but our little family to recreate it here it was it was wonderful and every dollar that went in made my heart warm john i was so happy for you and lisa i know it's not going to solve all your problems but every little bit helps right john yeah absolutely and after we we release this show i will be reposting uh probably the the donation link one more time to just see if uh somebody uh felt like they uh uh wanted to to give us a little more support that or a little support that would be fantastic but i like uh we we've achieved what i had set out originally it's just this week i'm going to find out exactly how much (laughs) surgery is and stuff like that so and i'm going to have to take some days off um so obviously uh this is going to help out immensely and uh once again thank you so much to everybody i i really honestly couldn't couldn't believe it lisa was kind of surprised that that we got a uh, hundred bucks, much less what we ended up with. So, uh, uh, from me and her, uh, our heartfelt thanks to everybody that contributed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, John, you deserve it. And like, uh, it was nice to see. We got one beautiful tweet. One, not, we got many beautiful tweets, but the one tweet to start the weekend. I'm sorry, I don't have the it opened right now, but you'll know who you are. They tweeted out. I might have been DBC Mary. I think it was that. We've never asked for anything for this show, have we, John? We don't. I haven't done Patreon. Uh, Podbeam every single week wants me to put advertisers in, wants me to do that. And I know and I know. I start to show off with the, our sponsors, which basically all the money we get through our sponsors is if somebody goes there and does something. They're not just giving us a ton of money every year. But I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't, and what and what what couple of bu- what couple of bucks you might end up with that you you spend all of that on just uh, your licensing fees and everything that you need to do to make the show run. So yeah, <laughs> like you, you said, know. it's certainly not making a uh, a profit off of this. But we, like you, I mean, we do it because we love Disney, so we want to talk about Disney with our yes. friends. So 
Yeah, we get surprises here and there. Money comes in here and there, but neither one of us are quitting our day jobs to do this. <laughs> but we love doing it. We love our family. And DVC Mary said we've never asked. I've twelve years. It's been two, since two thousand and twelve, so ten years now we've been doing this. I've never asked anybody for a nickel for this show. And believe me, uh, Podbeam is offering money. They want to sip. They want to stick in advertisers. They want me to do crowdfunding. They, you understand what I'm saying? The Patreon, like a lot of the shows I listen to, and I know that, and I understand them doing it. But it, uh, they'll go if you want the special episode, go donate five dollars, and you can listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, right. and and that's fine. I'm not judging you. I'm. They're probably smarter than I am. It just I just feel wrong for that. Yeah, I mean, and that's me. And I'm not. It, I'm the one that's nuts. I know this, John. <laughs> but it made me feel good. This is something that kind of we got you got back for all the hours and time and driving the bus and showing up at walmart and stuff like this i'm glad that everybody reached out and the love and appreciation for you john you and lisa lisa we're praying for you we love you and you're going to beat this and we're all going to be at disney at paddlefish again uh chowing down john yeah that sounds good so yeah just an update real quick on on her she's got the surgery on thir- on wednesday so uh um definitely if everybody can uh, uh send up a little prayer a little pixie dust uh, positive thoughts warm wishes uh whatever you want to do whatever positive karma you could send our way wednesday uh, we would appreciate it thanks yep i'm gonna i don't know if the big guy loves me that much but i will be asking him many prayers for you john i hope i don't mess it up by me talking to him (laughs) Uh, anyhow i'm only kidding Uh, but no john well wednesday keep me posted i know i'll be the last thing you'll be thinking of but if you can send me a tweet so i know how things are a text so not a tweet a text so we know how things are going me and Brenda. Brenda, yep. Brenda prays for you guys. I love my wife. She she gets mad at me when I call her in the morning. Like she'll, I call her when I get to work. But when she's driving to work, from the minute she backs out the driveway to the minute she gets to work, she prays the whole way to work for everybody she knows. It's her daily prayers. Oh. And if I call for something that she's driving, and she, you know I'm doing my prayers. <laughs> what do you need? Are you okay? First thing she asked, are you okay? I'm doing my prayers. But she will be praying for you and Lisa, I know for sure, on the way in. So I know you'll be getting prayers from her, John. Good. I appreciate it. So, Anyhow, it's Father's Day. And uh, let's kick the show off a little bit with, uh, I know I'm surprising you with this because with everything going on, I haven't been able to ask you. But what's your uh, favorite Disney fathers, even though they get kind of kicked to the curb in the Disney universe? But there are some really good fathers out there. Do you have any that you come to the top of your head mine immediately comes to the top of my head well you're going to take the low-hanging fruit and go with mufasa probably no i would not that was not who i was going with i do love mufasa (laughs) he's one of my favorites he's in the top five but he's not my i don't think he's uh, he didn't go overboard as much as this dad does (laughs) uh the one that uh springs to my mind is and we've discussed this past years of course we we always bring it up bring up mothers and fathers on on the individual days um but the one that pops into my head is kind of like the um is 
he's uh, an incredible dad. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Incredible, because not only has he got superpowers and stuff like that, he seems to be a good father and a bit of a goofball like so many of us are. Well, so. I had – see, I know him by name because I'm a bigger Disney fan than you. Mr. Bob Parr is his real name. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, but he is – he was number two for me. You want to know who number one is? Geppetto. Pinocchio. Yeah, Geppetto. Pinocchio's crib. <laughs> yeah, very good. I, I think he's an adoptive father, so yeah, good for him. So. I think the father that goes above and beyond more than any other father in any Disney movie I've ever seen was Marlon from Finding oh, Nemo. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's got to be him, right? Yes. So. That's a hell of a dad. He's a little oh, he's a little helicopter father, but he is a hell yeah, of a father. Yeah, a little bit. And, you ever heard that they, they describe a movie uh, in different ways? And that one starts out with uh, all of your siblings are kill- killed by a serial killer. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> I mean, a barracuda kills everybody. Oh, so. that's crazy. And but, your mother. Yes. So. so now he's hovering. Nemo can't go anywhere. And him having that small fin, God forbid, you can't go anywhere, Nemo. The other good father is, is he's kind of a surrogate father, is Carl Fredrickson from Up. I do love Carl, yeah. the way he takes on yeah. Russell. He's definitely a father figure. Yeah. So I would say Andy's dad, but we never even see him. So no. maybe uh, almost uh, almost Buzz, Buzz and Woody for the way that they look out for the other toys. So. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, uh, Woody kind of, they're kind of father figures. You're kind of yeah. right. Yeah. You know. uh, you got Geppetto, you're right. The other one that got a lot of buzz is uh, King Farvagus from Brave. He was a pretty good father. You know what? I don't even really remember his role. I remember the mother because she became a bear. But yeah, I don't even yeah. remember. Uh, yeah, he was. There's... Yeah, he was a good yeah. one. And then yeah. also the other one that, and I did see this recently, which was a good movie, was uh, James from The Princess and the Frog. The father. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that I like to bring up all the time because yeah. he's a World War One veteran. So yeah, yeah, and instilled that love of cooking into uh, uh, Tiana. Yeah, so. so I thought there there are some pretty good ones, and uh, we got some really great fathers that fathers fo- follow the show. So happy Father's Day to all! And uh, Brenda's making me a pork tenderloin tonight, John. She has this special recipe that she does, and I'm looking for pork tenderloin, mashed potatoes, and I don't know what the vegetable's going to be, but as long as I get my pork and uh, either steak or pork with my mashed taters, I'm a happy kid. So, you know, I, I think uh, Brenda's probably overthinking it. She could have uh, allowed you to grill yourself some hot dogs and you would have been perfectly fine. So, uh, don't, don't, don't think that I ain't going to have a ballpark Frank for lunch. John. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew that was going to slip in there somewhere. Yeah. We went out to lunch yesterday and I got leftovers. We went to uh, the Cinder Bar. We've been on this little thing of uh, me and the three girls going out to lunches the last couple weeks. So now it's to the point where, well, I want to buy you lunch. So well, we'll go out next Saturday. No, I'll buy you lunch. So now we're gonna we're on like a three week bender. Of oh, now you're on. Yeah, now you're on this thing. You have to top each other. Yeah, so, or even you try to even it out. So. Yeah. So we had a good lunch. So yes, I went to the Cinder Bar and I have leftovers. But I'm weird, John. And don't comment on it because we all know I am. I'm kind of weird sometimes with seafood. Like, I got this shrimp pasta, 
And I, the next day, sometimes I'm worried about eating it. Do you ever get that way with the seafood sometimes? <laughs> uh, no, Doug. You should know by now I don't worry about much of anything when it comes to food. If it smells good, I eat it. So. Okay, well, there you go. I, I will probably – but I will say uh, that I do not heat anything up in the microwave. I got to heat everything up on the stove. I'm not a microwave dude at all. I do not want any, I don't want any, the only thing I ever do in the microwave is, know how you get the steamable vegetables? Yeah. That and a baked potato is all I'll do in the microwave. Like this meal here, I'll throw it, I'll throw it in the pan with a little more olive oil, a little bit of garlic, and reheat it if you follow me. I do not like What about any, popcorn? What's popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, we'll do popcorn in there. Yeah, okay. I'll do popcorn right. in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At, at this point, I think I'm pretty sure that's what the microwave was created for. Yeah. For popcorn, <laughs> it seems like it. Ninety percent of what we use it for is popcorn. Yeah. See, you want to know what I hate about the microwave is too, John. Like, and I don't know if you guys have this with the three of you, but if you have leftovers, right, and you're heating them up, you heat one plate up, you heat the next plate up. By the time the third plate's heated up, the for some reason, when stuff's heated in the microwave, it seems to get colder faster than when it's heated on the stove. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, it, it it heats from different areas. So yeah. the microwave actually here heats from the inside out. And so, yeah, because if, if I mean, you can usually avoid it if it's a, a, a like a stew or something like that by stirring it up really yeah. well. You'll yeah. evenly distribute the, the, the heat around. But, yeah, if you don't stir it, you'll have cold spots. Yeah. Uh, boiling hot spots and so yeah it doesn't it doesn't warm anything up evenly that's for sure yeah so. and it's like when all of us are eating uh, like we'll go to warm stuff up and i don't like it so even like at holidays i even got brenda warming trays so we could do there's like a bay marie that sits up on the countertop that keeps yeah. all the sides heated after they're done i put them in here what it does is you fill it with water and the trays drop in and it keeps everything hot and the steam also keeps it moist if you get what I'm saying instead yeah. of drying out. Because you're, you're heating stuff in the microwave by the time you're done reheating everything, the first thing you heat, it's cold again. It's like going around in circles. <laughs> I, I See, yeah. I'm one that also gets pissed off when people call at dinner time. If, it, is it, if it's not an absolute emergency, don't, like, you know kind of when I eat, don't call me at that. I, like, I, I hate when I cook and then serve the food, and then mom gets on the phone for 20 minutes. It makes my head want to explode. I want to heat my food hot. So that's the other reason why I hate the microwave. So when I cook or reheat stuff, I always reheat it on the stove, serve everybody at the same time. We're all at equal heat. It makes sense to you? It sounds like you're the hoity-toity one in this uh, oh, situation. Oh, 100%, dude. I'm a, I, I was going to say a word that I'd have gotten in trouble for, but... I, I am a pain in the butt when it comes to that. I do not want, I hate the microwave. So, anyhow, new Disney vacation love villas construction update from the Grand Floridian. Dude, that Floridian has been getting some really bad reviews. Like, I had a couple, uh, a couple of our friends at the show and a couple people that went down and stayed that booked through me. And they're like, they love the lobby and everything else in the Grand Floridian. But the rooms they're saying are so outdated, it's ridiculous, and it needs a major update. 
Yeah, I've heard the same problem about uh, Boardwalk. I was reading a review a couple of yeah. weeks ago from uh, Boardwalk, and they were complaining about uh, uh, well, it wasn't every room. It was the particular room they were in, yeah. but it made me a little leery about us staying there at some point. But <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Extensive construction is still taking place at the Big Pine Key Building, which is being converted into a new Disney Vacation Club property. Uh, so uh, scaffolding still covers a large section of the building. Work is continuing on replacing the roof tiles. The ends of the building with the emergency staircases are being closed after being stripped of walls in the early stages of the project. Uh, the, the expansion. work that's going on, John. Apparently not. Uh, the expansion will add approximately 200 proposed resort studios when it opens this summer. A DVC room type unique to the villas at the Grand Floridian. Uh, so, I don't know that they're pretty, but. That, that, that whole resort's not me anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> no, so. Me and Brenda strolled through last trip. Like I told you, we hung around there for a little bit, and then we took the boat. We were going to do the walkway, but I couldn't pass up a free boat by myself, John. How do you do that? Yeah, that's, that's a nice one. So, so. You should have done it later, though. You know, you've been talking about this pathway for, for eons, and then you didn't go on it. You know, I mean, come on. Dude, when your beautiful wife looks at you and goes, the man wants us to ride the boat, it's kind of like, I lose, John. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it wasn't, it was a nice boat. It was a, it was, it was a really cute, smaller boat, John. It was really nice. I would, I wouldn't special. say you lost, I, I wouldn't say you lost riding with your wife anyway. No. You won. So there you go. So. But the cool part was, is I kind of felt like I was hovering above the pathway because we drove right along it, John. So I did get to see it all. How's that? It was pretty cool. <laughs> sure, sure. I did get to see it, which was nice. Uh, we meant to go back that way, and then we ended up over to Contemporary. It was just weird. You know how you know how when you're just roaming and have no plans, how you just bounce all over the place? That's what ended up happening. Yeah, sometimes that's the best times. It is. It is. And uh, World Showcase, John, speaking about bouncing around and roaming, uh, promenade improvement moved to Germany Pavilion. I guess they're redoing some concrete and all over here. Yeah, it looks like it's just uh, repaving, right? Epcot's Wilcher case beautification project is now underway at the Germany Pavilion. Uh, concrete throughout the pavilion is being replaced. The original pink concrete is being replaced with new textured designs, which is a much more authentic look for the pavilion. Well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, the pink did look a little odd. Uh, the Germany Pavilion is operating as normal during the work, so it must be just doing segments at a time. So. Yeah, I never got the whole pink deal either. I mean, I, I got the pink at the Magic Kingdom. I never got the pink over it. Uh, I guess they had some concrete leftovers and they just poured it over here. I had always heard it was supposed to be more photogenic, and maybe maybe they can justify it, but it was more photogenic for film. But now since everybody uses digital cameras, they don't need it anymore. I don't know. Nah, <laughs> so you tell um, me. <laughs> has to be something, John, because I never got the whole pink concrete. I, like yeah. I said, in Fantasyland and all at the Magic Kingdom, I get it. But not in World Showcase. I just never got that. Yep. So, Disney Imagineer Tarita Carter comments on leading the Princess and the Frog remake of Splash Mountain. I'm all for the. I love the. I like the Princess and the Frog. I just wish they'd have left my Splash Mountain alone, John. But I know I'm out <laughs> on an island on that one. I don't know. I think it's about fifty-fifty. Yeah. I just you know. 
the, I, just the saddest part of our whole country right now is everything has to be political. If I walk in the door with a Coke, somebody holding a Pepsi's calling me, you jerk. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? That That's the problem right now. I like Coke and Pepsi right now. I'm, I'm enjoying Coke more years ago. I used to like Pepsi more. It doesn't make me wrong. Right. You got like we've said uh, a million times. I, I don't know. Coke and Pepsi. I would say you're wrong. Pepsi tastes like dirt. So it does I, now, I but they changed that. the formula. The same thing Coke did. Originally, I didn't... For years, dude, I used to be mad at Disney because they, they sold only Coke at the parks. Because I used to be a Pepsi fan. All of a sudden, Pepsi changed their formula. And then Coke... Remember, Coke changed theirs there for a while. And then they changed it yeah, back. Yeah, that was... It was horrible. That, that is notoriously one of the biggest uh, uh, executive blunders in the history of uh, <laughs> yes. uh, capitalism. It yes. was just a huge mistake. And that's when I was a Pepsi fan for the longest time. And then Coke changers back, and I jumped over Coke because I can't stand. I, I I can drink a Pepsi now, but it's not the same. It, it ain't the same formula. But the argument is, is like we've said a million times on the show. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a citrus swirl and not a, a doll whip, John. <laughs> I just am. Doesn't make me. Well, I... Doesn't make me wrong. You know, it just I'm in the mood for a a, a citrus swirl today. You know, uh, just because I have Bud Light in my refrigerator doesn't mean I won't take a Coors Light on a hot summer afternoon. Absolutely. So. <laughs> you know, I prefer Bud Light over Coors Light myself. But I've drinking, uh, dude, I couldn't even begin to count how many Coors Lights I've drinking because that's what most of my friends would drink. You know, I was in the regular Bud camp and when I was from 18, even though I wasn't supposed to be drinking. But when I was 18 till I was like 22... That's all I drank was Budweiser. Every once in a while, we'd, we'd get hoity-toity and have a Lowenbrauer or a Moosehead, you know what I'm saying, or a Heineken. But, you remember, remember when Michelob was supposed to be the hoity-toity beer? Yeah. It was like uh, you went to a steakhouse, you got a Michelob instead of your Bud Light or Budweiser. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. But I've, the one, I still am a Moosehead fan. I would have to say Moosehead and Modelo are my two favorite beers right now. And they've been probably for the past 10 years. So... And a Canadian Molson when I get down to Disney. But usually it's, uh, I like Moosehead the best, John. I enjoy Moosehead for some reason. You like Moosehead? Uh, I like beer. No, yeah, well, of uh, course. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Moosehead, I like. Uh, the only one I don't like in the Canadian ones is La Box Blue. I'm not a big fan of that one. Uh, it's got too much of a little bit of an aftertaste to it. Um, but other than that, yeah, most Canadian beers I like a lot. So. Yeah. So. Well, we'll. Uh, Justin Trudeau likes that beer, John. <laughs> In an interview with Essence, Walt Disney World Imagineer Charita Carter comments on the Princess and the Frog overhaul of Splash Mountain beginning soon at Walt Disney World in Disneyland. Uh, I'm extremely honored to have the responsibility, she says. It's hard, it's hard work, and yes, I'm nervous because I feel every day the weight of what is... is the weight of what is that we are doing, but we have to put together an amazing team together. We are working so hard to consult and just really encourage everybody who is touching the attraction to be curious and to be humble and to be open to learning, expanding their way to, so they can tell the story. She adds, we're building upon what we've done in animated film. We're telling the next chapter. We'll have the beautiful opportunity to give the character Tiana, depth and dimensional space. I'm honored and excited, and I just feel, yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. 
Uh, so when they, so when they think about the project means to parents, there's an aspect, and then when then when I think about young people, there's just a full gamut, multi generational impact. We are talking, we're taking our responsibility very seriously, and I'm privileged and honored to be in the driving seat, and I can help influence choice that make. The, choice, the choices that we make, like I said, we have a big responsibility and we plan to deliver. Disney has said that it plans to release more information about the Splash Mountain retheming to the Princess and the Frog in July. The voice of Tiana, Annika Nani Rose recently responded to the question about Disney making the ride about the Princess and the Frog that is coming in 2024. So, um, I... I'm excited to see it, John. I just wish they would did a ride Princess and the Frog and left Splash Mountain alone myself. I'm okay with it, honestly. I mean, I like I love Splash Mountain, but uh, it you can't say that the movie uh, Splash or the movie uh, Song of the South means anything to you uh, because means most of us absolutely been... means absolutely nothing to me. What so, means something I mean, to it, me is the last twenty some years of riding yeah, that of ride, riding that, that attraction. But I, but at the same time, I mean, they do that all the time. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea was moved. You know, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is gone. Horizons is gone. So, and it's nothing new that there's a a, a different attraction coming. So, no, I I hear you, and you again. That's what this show's about: opinions. I just think that ride was so. I think Splash was first of all it's been around so much longer than any of those they left a long time ago i think this ride it combined was it was something special it was one of the if you were named the top 10 rides over in disney history i think splash would be in there don't you yeah probably yeah so i mean it's iconic in my opinion i i and 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 i understand there's certain things that people don't i mean that offends people i just i just never went on there with that in that space until it was brought anything was brought to attention did anything seem wrong to you when you were riding it well it's certain stereotypical i mean it's there's there's voices in there and stuff that are not necessarily racist but it's definitely stereotypical yeah Um, but so i under i mean i get it but unless you were told that most places you i don't think you would have known it is is my opinion of that i don't think it was outrageously anything wrong with it myself but and I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not end all be all. But the ride means so much to me because I've probably seen that more than any movie I've ever seen in my life. The amount of times I wrote it, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Certainly more than you ever saw the movie. That's for sure. So yeah. You can't even find the movie. I'm like, I think that's part of the problem. Honestly, um, there's they're advertising movie that they don't release. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, so it's it's called it's Avatar, like a... isn't it? <laughs> that goofy movie. God. Yeah. So I, when's that ever going to be released? But no, I'm really going to miss Splash. I'm going to miss, I mean, Splash, I don't care. I mean, let, let, again, that ride put more smiles on my face because of the way, the all the animatronics in it. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. When they work. Yeah. Well, when they work. I mean, that was part of the problem at times, too. Well, so. that's been over the last few years. It's been lacking. I mean, when it would, the, the 80s and the 90s, or the 90s and the two, early 2000s, that ride always worked. It just seems like the last 10 years, things have decided not to work. And they'll just, like, uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour, we'll just put a picture there. How's that? <laughs> or the Disco Yeti, of course. Yes, I mean, it just, 
things have become okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, I got more emails too from our, I got more emails besides the one that messages about Lightning Plus, dude. People are like not happy with it because of the way, uh, people are not happy with it because the amount of people like, you know how Test Track used to seem to have, I mean Test Track, blah, blah, blah. Uh, park hop, when you get the park hoppers, they had a limited amount of per hour. For rides. Oh, the paper, the paper yeah, fast yeah, passes. Yeah, park hopper. I mean, yeah. not the park hopper, yeah. fast pass tickets. It doesn't, yeah, from whatever. Certain, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. There was a certain amount, there was a certain amount given for every hour, and then it moved up and moved up and moved up. And so sooner or later, if you got a fast pass at 10 o'clock in the morning for Soren, you were getting the fast pass was going to be available at 7 o'clock that night. So, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying to me that they feel like as many lightning lanes are bought. You can go on. They'll just keep loading the line through, is what it seems yeah. to me. Is what it seems to me they're saying to me. Like that gentleman last week, Ted, like saying, 14 people, 14 more just went. Like it seems like anytime people come up to the lightning lane, they just keep pulling them through above regular. And they're saying even when you're buying the lightning lane, you're trying to wait for your time to go to that ride. You're getting, they're holding you up so much on the ride that you're on that you can't even go back to get on the ride you had scheduled. Yeah. There's major problems with it, and it, I, I, and I'm hoping because surveys and stuff are going out. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping it's starting to set in. I think the only way it'll ever be settled if people stop buying it. Yeah, if that happens, I don't know. I picked up loads this morning from All Star Music, and the whole bus is talking about what Thunder Lightning Lanes are. So yeah, well, I, I, dude, put a plaque on your bus. You buy Lightning Lane, no ride. <laughs> come on john uh, yeah how would that go over yeah, yeah come uh, on you gotta be committed well. to the problem here john <laughs> uh, like this makes no sense to me here disney annual pass holders in florida residents save up to 30 percent off stays at walt disney world oh it's swan and dolphin resort i thought it was right re- i thought it was all disney resorts because i didn't see that yet in my in my uh my travel agent you know, because I get a little cue yeah. that they'll send me all the specials that come out. But annual pass holders are also having problems getting scheduled times, aren't they, John? So you might be able to book the hotel, but not be able to get in the park. The uh, the one thing I can say about that is that Epcot's definitely freeing up more, apparently. Um, today is the, I think, fourth day of the last seven days that I've seen. Uh, when I pull back in, it still says reservations are available. So I don't know about magic in Hollywood and Animal Kingdom, but uh, there was one day around four o'clock there was no more reservations. But um, ten o'clock in the morning there still seemed to be reservations available, mm-hmm. which is a good sign to me. Maybe it means that we're getting back to uh, pre-pandemic numbers. So yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, special benefits for guests of all the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin hotels include complimentary transportation to and from Walt Disney World theme parks and attractions, as well as extended park hours, where guests can take advantage of 30-minute early entry into Walt Disney World parks and enjoy extended hours on select evenings at select parks. Additionally, guests have early access to Lightning Lane attractions. Purchases will also allow users to choose choose arrival windows for up to two. Walt Disney World most in demand attractions a day. So, well, anyway, I don't, I don't see this either. Like, uh, 
It cracked me up that Florida residents save up to 30% off and annual pass holders. And I just hope that I want to, I love the Swan and Dolphin. I, I, and I, but I don't see the reserve here. I wonder if that's resort guests have access to Swan and Dolphin resorts, Mandarin Spa, six pools, 22 restaurants and lounges and preferred tea times at nearby Disney championship golf courses. For additional information, contact guest services at 800-227-1500 and mention Florida resident or annual pass holder rate. So John, I might have to book the room in your name. Hey, that'll work. Maybe I can come crash one night. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I could do that, John. You know me and Brendan ain't going to get rowdy and trash the room. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I just had to get you to meet me there when we're checking in. <laughs> uh, and I'll have to walk around the hotel and and sandals and a beer in my hand at all times. <laughs> there you go. They think you're me. Yeah. So. Uh, go ahead, John. You want to read Buffet Dining? Returns? Yeah, sure. Uh, Buffet Dining will return to Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood and Vine at Hollywood Studios on the 28th of August. Uh, for breakfast, options will include brioche French toast with banana foster sauce. That sounds good. Uh, salmon and bagel casserole and plant-based frittata with tomato jam. Lost me on that one. Uh, lunch and dinner buffet items include plant-based roasted mushroom farro risotto. Slow coast, slow roasted crispy pork belly and guava glaze, and shrimp and bacon back bacon mac and cheese. Dessert offerings include Mississippi mud pie and PB and J tarts. Disney Junior characters will continue to visit during breakfast, switching to Minnie Mouse and friends for lunch and dinner. Hollywood and Vine reopened in September 2020, serving family style dinner after being closed during the pandemic. This is a restaurant I've never heard anything really good about. I mean, I. I Apparently, the character interaction is pretty good, but as far as the food, I've heard mediocre at best. Well, I can tell you this. The last time I ate there was 1997. I'm going to go with mediocre at best. Yeah, it was. Dude, that trip was my first trip, so everything was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Look at this buffet. Have you ever seen a better? Oh, my God, Brenda. She's like, calm down, that's, dog. That's why, that's, what, that's why you're so angry all the time. You, nothing ever matches your first trip, you know? Dude, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Nothing is matchable. Well, being with you and Judith and Tommy and Lisa was magical this last trip. I will say that. Trips with my brother. But the first 10, 12 years, every trip got better, John. The more, because mm -hmm. the treatment was wonderful. The last five trips, six trips have been magical because I'm hooked. But... It hasn't been the same. Like, a lot of things aren't. It's just weird. It's, some things just aren't the same. The last one, I understand, it's like, when you have the cast members constantly, see, I think Disney did it wrong, too, as far as with this whole COVID thing. They should created a group of people that just went around. to. They should have put people in uniform and made them the rules violators. They shouldn't have had all the cast members being the ones to tell you what to do, if you get what I'm saying out and about. Because you want them to be your friend. You get what I'm saying, John? You don't You don't want the guy... For, you don't want... The, I don't think the cast members should have had the responsibility to yell at people to put their mask on. Disney should have hired people to be mask police. Do you, does that make sense to you? I think the Disney cast members constantly have to be on guard kind of took their joy away, too. And the joy's gone from them. The joy's gone from the parks. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, but it, it's just there would have been it's too big. I mean, uh, without having the cast members try to follow the rules, I mean, you would have never been able to police all the areas. No. I mean, there's so much there's so many attractions and stuff like that. They would have had to hire uh, 20, 30,000 people to, to try to cover all those areas. And well, had one cast member from each ride have a different uniform and be the cast police. Well, there you go. Maybe you, if you, you could figure something out like that. You get what I'm saying? Just have a certain authority figure. <laughs> Don't have a... Don't have the guy, John, Goofy John at Pirates of the Caribbean yelling at me, if you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're supposed to make my time. You're part of the show for me. It's like if the actors at a play started, yo, you, put your mask on, and it gets back into character. It's kind of, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? That that was my point of it. It just, I, I, I wasn't expecting somebody dressed in some of the outfits that they were in to have to yell at people. Like, even with the little kids, it kind of takes the magic away when... The cast member, put your mask on, put your, you know what I mean? That, that was my whole point of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's over now, thankfully. So, yeah. and hopefully it stays away. So. From your lips to God's ears, John. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we have here, Johnny? You, yeah. I would like, I'm not a buffet kid because of my germaphobia. We went there that, we went to that that one time just because of, uh, we were hungry. We had already ate a 50s prime five, five 50s prime time and Mama Melrose and at that trip Hollywood Studios the very first year I went with all the streetmosphere out and everything going on the back lot the back lot tour everything was working Hollywood Studios was absolutely MGM at the time was my absolute favorite park that was my favorite park the first year we went so we went yeah, back there like three or four times you know what I'm saying so we wanted yeah. a different place to try to eat and that's why we went in there I remember you saying that. It was interesting, Doug, uh, coming back here today when I went through the gate and I passed right by guest services, and there was a couple of guests trying to find reservations inside Epcot today. One of the cast members was out there helping, looking on the iPad, and he said, well, the only place I seem to find available is Rosen Crown. And I go, damn, Doug was here. He'd take it. <laughs> so, 100% so, I'd have took that, John. I'd have brought yeah. you with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, that first year we had already ate at Brown Derby, uh, Mama Melrose, and uh, 50s Primetime that week. So it was like, oh, let's try Hollywood and Vine. We went in there for lunch. And it was, it was, again, they had poo and stuff in there, you know, different characters. It was a good time. But as you can see, I haven't been back since because I'm not a buffet kid. I got yeah. my first round which because we were in there, and then a group of kids came in, and hands were going around, and it was like, okay, we're not going back for seconds. Really, the only place we've repeated at uh, Hollywood Studios is uh, 50 Primetime. I think that's the only one we've done a couple of times. Other than that, it's been a one and done. Even Mommy, Mama Melrose, it was okay, but nothing special. No, so. we haven't been back there either. My buddy John loves it, but his kids love when he was young. When his kids were younger, they uh, the pizza there was like their thing. So it's kind of like it became a tradition to go there, which yeah, that's cool. Yep. I get that. But you haven't done Brown Derby yet, have you? No, no, we still haven't. That 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 will not be a one and done for you, John. That that I forget about sometimes, but I eat there every trip I'm down there, and and I told you about the outside lounge. I we pro I probably eaten there twenty thirty times, John. I've never had a bad meal there. I love the Brown Derby. I know they always have duck on the menu too, and that's something Lisa really likes. So maybe after we get through all this, maybe that is something we could do. So absolutely, you, I'm telling you, you'll like it. You won't. Judith and Tommy like the Brown Derby. I've never seen a. 
a bad I've never seen a bad uh, I've never had a bad meal and I've never seen a bad review from anybody that I've sent there or, or you're a bad text or any of my customers like clients that I send down that's one of the places I always recommend so dude listen to this harmonious TV special coming soon to Disney Plus now this is what I'm talking about we've been talking about Ooh. they need to use Disney Plus as a, a f extension a finger to the uh, parks haven't we Yes, yes, finally. I mean, they, they did a good job with the Animal Kingdom stuff with your animals. Um, dude, you know, so. I loved it. it. Dude, that, listen, everybody out there, those Animal Kingdom shows kept me in check from really being miserable. How's that sound, John? There you go. <laughs> because seeing all that, the way they train the alligator, everything, like interacting with the animals, everything behind the scenes of the Animal Kingdom, that brought put love back in my heart again if you follow me for the parks and hopefully this does too Even... let's see uh harmonious live hosted by idina menzel is coming to disney plus on 21st of june tv special from epcot will include musical performances celebrity appearances and hosted by idina menzel the show will air in the u.s and canada on june 21st at 9 p.m um actually i saw several uh or that we had chances to to go view the uh, um, practice for this and then for the actual live recording. They're going to have cast members in the audience. Um, but that, that's obviously not something I can do when getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't hang out in the park until 9 o'clock the night before. So that wasn't something that I'd have a chance to. But it is cool that they actually have cast members in the audience. So, Well, the sad part is, John, it seems like – it it has to be out on a limb to give you time in the parks. They don't give you time in the park at Sunday at twelve o'clock ever anymore. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm not going to complain too much. We do have these. Uh, um, uh, uh, now I forgot the name of them. Um, the specials we got this this summer. What we're coming up where we get a chance to go to the park only with other cast members. So and and no offense to the guests, but it will be the cleanest that we've ever seen the parks <laughs> because cast members are are for the most part we're very good about cleaning up after ourselves and i mean i walk through epcot after illuminations and i pick up the cups and glasses so it's it's something that it just it, once you work out here it's kind of ingrained in you if you're a good cast member so, uh, <laughs> you know people are horrible john i, I mean I, I think i think if you get caught littering little littering it should be a little minimum 10 days in jail I mean, literally, if you throw anything on the ground and somebody, a cop sees you, you should be going to jail for 10 days. Because it, it's the most disgusting thing. Like, yesterday I'm in Target. I had to pick up, somebody threw their, uh, their uh, what is it, chapstick on the ground and something else. And it was in the doorway. And I was afraid somebody was going to slide or trip over. It's like, people just throw crap on the ground. Cops, I, I don't understand how you... Where are you raised that you were told that you're allowed to throw it? And it's the same thing on my job. Don't be a god darn trash can within five feet and the idiot will throw a box on the floor or uh, uh, his water bottle on the floor. And then when I say something, I'm the big bad wolf of the job. You know, I mean, I don't understand. Where, where are you raised that you even think it's proper to throw anything on the ground? Yeah, I constantly find water bottles and stuff on the bus after I get a big crowd off. And water bottles, bottles don't bother me. You know, Coke bottle doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when it's full of dip juice. That's just disgusting. Man, yeah, if that you're should doing be that, 90 keep, days in jail. First yeah, offense. Keep, track, keep track of your own bodily fluids, if you would, please. Thank no, you. I appreciate anything. It. So. I mean, anything. My mom would have drugged me by my arm back if I threw anything on the ground. 
It's like the idiots with the gum at the parks. They had to ban gum from the parks because of morons. Like, like I, my wife likes to chew gum. I've never once even seen her throw gum out without wrapping it in something. You get what I'm saying, John? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't get where the animals come from. I really don't. And I got them all over my job. I mean, literally, I'll sweep a unit, and then a dude will come into the room and just work in there and throw it right on the ground. And then when I scream and yell, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know but i don't know john i feel bad i again i i mean you know how disney has all these things like if you get in a fight you're not allowed back in the park i think if they catch you throwing something on the ground if you're above the age of five years old you should be banned from the park for life well especially with the prevalence of trash cans out here i mean it's not like any trash cans are hard to find you know so. no. and then who i mean they'll sit there and preach they're afraid of COVID and all these other germs, but then you're going to throw your germs on the ground and expect some other buddy, somebody else to pick it up for you. Am I, yeah. uh, I don't know, but I am looking forward. I will watch this. I, I, I will never like this as long as those barges sit in the middle of the water, John, I'm just telling you that right now. I will never come to the, the other side of this on harmonious. All right. It's ruined my effort. Damn them, damn them barges. Yeah. I don't know. Disney celebrates America. A 4th of July concert in the sky returns to Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom for 2022. Uh, what's this about, John? You want to read it or am I? Yeah, I got it. It's a uh, 4th of July fireworks are returning to Magic Kingdom this year following a two-year break due to COVID-19. Disney Celebrate America 4th of July concert in the sky will be performed on the 3rd and the 4th, beginning at 9.20 p.m. The special 14-minute-long Independence Day show will replace Disney Enchantment on those two days. Uh, the Patriotic Fireworks Spectacular, which uses multiple launch sites, debuted at Walt Disney World in 2008, pays homage to the hopes and dreams of America's forefathers. Uh, and they have a, a nice little video you can watch from two years ago. So, yeah, uh, the fireworks out at Magic Kingdom are very special on the fourth, and uh, and apparently, from what I saw, they're going to bring back the tag for uh, uh, the show at Epcot too uh, after it. So we're getting all our Fourth uh, of July tags back. That's good. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I I mean, I'm happy for everybody that's down there. I never understood why the fireworks took so long. I don't. I don't know why it took them this long to bring it back. So I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't either, but it's just have, good to see it. Yeah. You can have a nighttime spectacular, but you can't. What's, what's the germ spread? Fourth of July code? Outside. Or, yeah. I mean, it's I outside. I don't know. Yeah. It made no sense. Uh, did you see? Uh, I just spoke about the barges. Did you see the latest Obi Wan? Yes. Yep. 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 You liking it? Yeah, yeah, I, I particularly like how they have Darth Vader portrayed as uh, seriously evil and uh, seriously strong. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was afraid they were going to, because of the way that um, Darth Vader has come almost an anti-hero in the Star Wars, where people, you know, really have this fondness for him and stuff that they would portray him as maybe just misunderstood or something. No, he's straight ass evil, and I like it. So, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and Hayden Christensen seems to enjoy being that evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, but yeah, it's been really good. I like the, uh, the arc of the, uh, character. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but with the, with her being part of the younglings and stuff like that. So it was good. 
So I yeah, it. that was that was surprising and good at this. It was really good. Yeah. Just wish she would have. Yeah, you know, we would only want to give spoilers, but I just wish she would have. Uh, her and Obi Wan would have came. You know, found stuff out sooner than later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm enjoying it. I really am. Um, yeah. I think the last episode will be some kind of redemption arc for her. I'm predicting that she does something to save Luke is my, my thought. So. Yeah. I, 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 she's a, she's, she's a tough broad. She's a, her and Gina Carano from the Mandalorian are two tough broads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're a tough broad. You yeah, are a tough broad. I, I kind of keep my mouth shut. Me, well, I can never. Me saying keep my mouth shut is impossible. But I would try yeah. to around those two in threat of getting my butt kicked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if any of them, they can take you. So yeah. it looks like some tough ladies. Yeah. But no, I'm really, really enjoying that. I, I, I just, I, I, I kind of it, it tortures you with the one release each week. You, you want to binge watch it like everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Lisa's idea is she's going to binge it all as soon as she gets back from surgery, so she can watch them all at one time. So yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Did she watch all the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah, she's seen all those. So she hasn't seen any of the Obi ones yet, though. So oh, and I saw something this week. It kind of makes sense. If you do, you remember? Um, what uh leia's and han solo's uh son his real name is not kylo ren but what his real name is oh no i do not i know i could see is it ben it is yes okay good day you gotta be proud of me don't you yeah that's good work i am impressed but now that kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah yeah it does and it's kind of like what made me think that was is uh is uh i could see uh Obi, I could see uh, what's his face. Now you lost my. Remember when they're on the bridge and he's reaching out to uh, Kylo Ren and he's calling him yeah, by Han his Solo. name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Han Solo's calling him Ben. Come back to ben. you know what yep. I mean? He's calling yep. him back to us. Yep. Yes. It's it, it's just going to be interesting to see uh, because obviously Princess Leia meets um, Obi Wan years later. Um, and it'll be interesting. Uh, are they going to do a Jedi mind trick on her to make her forget or something like that? Because as far as we know from, you know, a new hope and onwards, um, she doesn't know Obi-Wan. So, yeah. Well, I, no, she doesn't really meet him. She, because it's, it's uh, a weird web, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because they're on the Death Star and, uh, and she's, yeah, she's with Chewie and Han. So, and Luke sees, uh, obi-wan with the fight with darth vader so yeah i guess maybe she doesn't meet him so no it'll but be anyway no it'll be interesting how they continue to pull this story forward yeah but, yeah yeah i'm liking it a lot so. yeah i've been really enjoying it i really have it's it's it the writing has been good and and the thing of it is is it's like a mini movie every week with the yeah, effects I mean, and all in it they really yeah i will say they have not limited any budget on that no, no, no. It definitely looks like it. well done, and uh, and I'm just like again, I'm, I'm I'm impressed that they have Darth Vader in it. So, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. Man, and he's he looks good too, dude. It is in a it is it is a bright. They didn't cheap on him, did they? I, I think he's a little brighter and shinier than he is in yeah. New Hope and stuff. So, yeah, he's definitely uh, gleaming. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, all his lines are sharp. Everything is cut. It's like, yeah. it, it, he's more, it's like he pops more, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you hear Presley going off again? No. Oh, there he is. Yeah, somebody's yeah. outside yeah. bothering you. I'm not editing. I'm not taking him out. I do enough editing as it is, editing as it is on this show. But Presley is part of the show. That's my rebellious son on Father's Day, everybody. No, I think he's just excited about Darth Vader. He agrees. Yeah. And you do get the 30% off the reserve, too, John, just so you know. Okay. Over to Swan and Dolphin. Disney World operating hours now released through August 24th. If you're staying down there, go look at the hours and uh, check them out. Fourth uh, of July Independence Day fireworks returning to Epcot, too, like you just said, John. Uh, this, we've seen this coming. I did, anyway. It was at a match going on down in Florida. But Disney will delay its move to, to a new campus in Lake Nona until 2026 amid the company's battle with Ron DeSantos. So, we'll leave that for another show for another day, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll hurt them staying in California to people that work for them's pocketbook, John. I think they're going to move yeah. to Florida and still get the same salary, but pay Florida taxes in Florida. Oof. You know what I'm saying? That's How, like double. Yeah, yeah, that's like double. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they're not moving them to Florida and saying, listen, we're going to pay you $20,000 less a year. You know what I mean? So <laughs> those people are probably all looking forward to move to Florida to spend less, to make some real money, and yeah. Yeah, they got to wait another four years. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's see here. Tron Light Cycle Run has hit another milestone as testing gets underway on the lightning system on the main canopy structure. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering shared these photos on Instagram and said this curved wave structure serves as the upload conduit to the grid where guests known as users will race beneath on light cycles as they begin their competition. In preparation for the race, the show lighting team is hard at work testing the system and programming more than 1,200 fixtures across the surface. The canopy and exterior plaza will be brought to life in the coming months as the project team continues uploading and integrating additional show elements. It looks cool. It looks really cool. So it's it's really going to look uh, cool at night coming across there and seeing Space Mountain lit up and then the, this canopy all lit up right behind it. So You know what I can't wait? For my old fart butt to be sitting on the train looking at all this going by. <laughs> <laughs> you not riding it. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if I'll I, – I don't know if I'm going to be out of – Pop Pop's going to be out of handle this one by the time it opens. <laughs> so that's what I'm afraid of. You know what I mean? But I – and I, I'll tell you what, with extra spots coming open to uh, at Epcot, like you were saying, it's not totally booked. I've been hearing, like, either they, every, the way I'm getting is everybody either loves Guardian of the Galaxy or not so much, is the feedback I'm really? getting. Yeah, as far as, it's kind of getting some of the same feeling as a spaceship, uh, a spaceship, uh, what you call it? Uh, What's it called, John? Mission space. Mission, space. Mission space. Hello. As far as the motion sickness, John. Yeah, I'd heard that there there are definitely some people that that have that problem. But uh, yeah, but and and again to reiterate what you said, the people that do love it, I mean, love it. Yeah. So yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I wouldn't write it twice in a row. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Um, but that's that's more because I'm 50 years old than because it would have made me um sick so but uh once was fantastic it was, it's easily probably my favorite coaster out here right now so yeah i went right after beers and burritos john you know what i'm saying 
let's just say it's not happening after World Showcase. Before World Showcase, absolutely, but not after. So. Well, it's kind of one of them ones. Uh, you got to either have breakfast right away or uh, wait to have breakfast right around 11 o'clock before lunch or don't eat breakfast and go on that ride first. And But I don't know if even an empty stomach would be good either. No, I would think a beignet at uh, uh, French Quarter would be about perfect. You know, just something light like that. Maybe a, maybe a yogurt, you know, maybe yeah. a banana, something like that, just to take the edge off. But uh, you definitely don't want your eggs and bacon and grits and uh, hash browns. No. So. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe a cup of ginger beer before. <laughs> <laughs> get as much ginger as you as you can in you but yeah. i don't know i i'm just shocked my point was i'm shocked that reservations are available at epcot with the newest ride being at epcot does that make sense yeah i suppose um but i mean you know as well as i do that this crap this park handles crowds better than any other park um so uh especially if you can get out there in the world showcase and wander around so um yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you're walking on that ride, that's for sure. All I have to say is if Rise of the Resistance was in that same spot, I don't think there'd be any reservations left at Epcot. No, okay. no, Rise of the Resistance. And, and Guardians is fun, but Rise of the Resistance is on the whole experience. I mean, it's more than just an attraction. It really is. It's and, a good 30, 40 minutes. So. And I agree with you, and I also think that if uh, Flight of Passage was there under the reservation system before all the crap went down. I think that would be packing that park too. Cause that ride got more buzz than any ride I can remember until rise. Yeah, it was, it, it was pretty much a, the pinnacle of it. Look yeah. right now. I still would think it's the pinnacle of motion simulators. Like you said, yes. I mean, it's probably out of, it's pretty, pretty high up there. So. Yeah. Because I, uh, I am not getting the, the feedback. Do you remember when uh, uh, Flight of Passage came out, the amount of buzz on Twitter and feedback, and everybody was going nuts? I mean, that was like the crown jewel of rides, wasn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you, I would ride Guardians any day before. No, and I believe that. you. It's kind of like me. I would ride, uh, and people argue with me, but I think Big Thunder Mountain Railroad's a better ride than uh, Expedition Everest. I love Big Thunder, but it, I just, I love that ride. I love everything about yeah. that ride. But the point I'm making is, is the buzz throughout the the universe has not been as high on galaxies. I thought it was going to be, John. It isn't like, Guardian, uh, Rise of the Resistance and Flight of Passage Everything I went on, I heard about. I mean, you were on Twitter. You could not go on the pages without seeing talk about that. You understand? I don't well, see the of, same buzz as yeah. Guardians right now. Well, Flight of Passage was also the first new ride in a long time. I mean, before Flight of Passage came out in Pandora and that whole area, what was the last thing that Disney had actually opened? Slinky Dog. Wasn't that open before that? No, I think uh, Slinky, Slinky Dog. Slinky I think Dog Toy was Story was. Yeah, they were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. I love that. Now that, that that just forgot my mind, but Slinky Dog, I love that ride. That is one of that's t we dude. We got to do a ride chart again. We really do because well, things have changed so many since we've done that. Yeah, so we got to do that soon. But I love me some Slinky Dog. I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to do. Uh, I don't know. 
And one trip, if Tron's open, by the time I get down there in the next few months, I don't know if I'll be out of. They might kill me if I do both of them in one week, John. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna have to do Mickey's Runaway Railroad. You didn't even get that one done. So. Well, no, I didn't because of uh, my wife couldn't take the heat. Yeah, so y'all need to come in a y'all need to come in December, nice and cool. Yeah, well, we need to come in August for my birthday and December. <laughs> there you we go. There you go, go for Christmas. Yes. Uh, performance of the new Finding Nemo show at Disney's Animal Kingdom are being canceled. Why is that, John? I don't know. They were actually asking for uh, volunteers to see it the other day. So let's see. Do, do, do. Finding Nemo, Big Blue, and Beyond at Disney's Animal Kingdom made its official debut just three days ago, and some performances are already being canceled. On the 14th, the show's second day, the 10.30 and 4.30 performances were canceled. We understand that the reason for the cancellation was poor attendance at the 1,500-seat theater in the wild. Other theories include the absence of key performance. Well, if you have absence of key performers, yes, you're going to have uh, poor attendance. <laughs> Following the same pattern as yesterday, today's first and last shows were both being canceled. Uh, plans originally called for six shows per day using two groups of performers. Scheduled for the 16th, still list six shows, but this may update it in the morning. If you plan to see Finding Nemo, Big Blue, and Beyond, be sure to check my Disney experience for updates. Wait, why the hell would there not be performers, John? I, I have no idea. I, I don't think Lion King's having this problem. So. Oh, and if Lion King, I mean, Lion King had attendance down because half the kids, like, literally, if the monkeys and the flying princess at the end, which I call her the bird, whatever, the dancer, if that's not in there, that's not the show to me. <laughs> no, the, and the, uh, the, my favorite parts are always going to be the monkeys, the uh, uh, red bird and the blue bird, and then the, um, uh, fire dude you know uh the, it, that, i actually like that song a lot too so that was always my favorite part so yeah when they're not performing it kind of diminishes the entire show so. yeah or, or or imagine uh the, the the lead singer she's not there for the day you don't hear the song the whole thing i mean i don't understand how we have anything at disney that be like going out and seeing uh, Top Gun and, oh, by the way, we're going to hold Maverick out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise's part today is being removed from the movie. Do you think anybody's going to stay there and watch it? <laughs> oh, I could just see back in the day. Yes, uh, we're going to be, we're going to the NASCAR race. We're removing Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon today. They will not be performing. They're going home. <laughs> Half the crowd would leave, would they, John? Just, I don't get yeah. it. Like they answered their own question in the stupid article. Uh, patina Private Path. Beer Bash, John. Coming to four. Coming to four, four fan favorite Disney Springs restaurants. Yes, I've already read this article. So. <laughs> uh, tell us what but, it's about, Johnny. Yeah. All right, the Patina Private Path Beer Bash is a one-of-a-kind adventure on some of the most popular Disney Springs restaurants, Morimoto Asia, Enzo's Hideaway, Maria and Enzo's, and the Edison. Uh, the two-hour beer bash will take place on Tuesday, June 21st at 6.30 p.m. and include two beer samples along with a paired bite at each of the four restaurants. Sips will be provided by local and national breweries, including Boston Beer Company, Sierra Nevada, Funky Buddha Brewing, Orange Blossom Brewing. Tickets are $65 per person and are available. Gee, go figure, only 21 and up, huh? Really? Mm -hmm. uh, Morimoto Asia, you can have a beer from the Orange Blossom Brewing Company. It will be an Orange Blossom Pilsner and a City Beautiful IPA. 
and your bite will include steamed chicken, five spice ginger, scallion sauce, and a cucumber. At Enzo's, your Hold on, beer let's comment on the first one. Have you had? Oh, okay, a, excuse me. Have you had a, the brewery Orange Blossom Brewing? Have you had? That yes. One? How yeah, is it, the John? You're the beer expert. Let elaborate a little bit. Uh, let's see, the Pilsner, it, it's good. Um, it's obviously, uh, as any Pilsner, um, better served really, really cold. Um, but it has uh, just a little bit of uh, an orange test, orange taste to it. Um, but more of a citrus taste than uh, an over-the-top orange candy taste. So definitely more of a real citrus taste to it. Okay. Um, and the what, City Beautiful IPA, I haven't tried. So. And what's your opinion on that? That's not bad, uh, that combination. I like Steve. Uh, Marimota Age is awesome. Have you eaten her yet? No. You get a chance to try it. It's phenomenal, dude. It's dull. I mean, all the food is like a masterpiece when you get it, and it's like... Dude, you feel like you're on a. You feel like you're healthy eating there, John. Even if it's bad, it's the way it comes out and presented. You feel like you're you're eating healthy that day, so you're proud of yourself. But that steamed chicken with the five spice ginger and scallion sauce and that sounds really good to me. Yeah, that seems pretty tasty, and sounds like it'd go pretty well with the citrus-based beer. So. And then the next one, I'm sorry, Enzo's Hideaway. Go ahead, John. Yeah, let's go uh, with uh, Boston Beer Company. You're going to have the Sam Adams Boston Lager and a Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. Um, and that's going to be paired with a Prosciutto da Palma, fresh melon, and a 12-year balsamic. Dude, I prefer 13-year balsamic, but 12, is uh, I'll settle for it. And If me and you ate here, I would have the Boston Lager, and you could have the Dogfish Head, John, and we would be... Yeah, that, that 60 minutes pretty good stuff, although they actually have a, a 90-minute IPA, but it's like double the alcohol and twice the price, so 60 minutes is probably pretty good. So. Yeah, well, I could only do 60. 90 would knock me out. Yeah. And Mario and Enzo's, Johnny. Yeah, let's go over there. We're going to have uh, from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, the wild little thing and the sunny little thing. Uh, I don't believe I've tried either of those, actually. And they're going to pair that with Arancini Gamberry and a lemon aioli. And what is Arancini Gamberry? Is that like a pasta, John? No, an Arancini is a rice ball. Rice ball okay. surrounded uh, with um, surrounds usually ground beef, sometimes ground veal, hmm. and then deep fried. That sounds good. Anything deep fried. Risotto is good. ball, actually. Yeah. Not, yeah, actually, not just rice ball. A risotto ball. Oh, that so. sounds well. I, I would have known it better. See, us common folk know it as a risotto ball, not, not an arancini ball. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. The Edison. You're going to have uh, the brewery is going to be the Funky Buddha Brewing Company. And the beer, believe it or not, is called Sticky Nuts and Disco Drip. Oh, uh, dude. Well, if you're doing if you're doing a disco drip, you might get some sticky you nuts. Them sticky nuts. <laughs> That's I've, what I was thinking. Yeah. I've been out there dancing many times, John, and you don't one thing you don't want to get is sticky nuts. That's all I'm saying, John. Yeah. We're gonna file that under T and too much information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're gonna pair that with a warm rice pudding with mango passion fruit compote. I'm sorry, John. I don't know if I want spicy nuts beer with some warm rice pudding. I've never, <laughs> I've never in my lifetime said, you know what I could go for, baby? I love you so much. Could you get me a beer and some warm rice pudding? I mean, has those words ever come out of your mouth, John? And not just any beer, but a sticky nuts beer. No. Uh, uh, it's just, I don't know. 
But sixty-five hours, it don't sound bad to experience all this, does it, John? I guess, but uh, yeah, this one. I, I mean, having uh, uh, particular beers paired with uh, this type of food, it. I don't know. It just didn't sound all that appealing to me, honestly. If I was gonna do it, I'd go to uh, um, probably uh, what's uh, what's the hanger the hanger bar. Jock and Lindsay's. get something there. Yeah, Jock Lindsay's hanger bar, and then go down to the um, the sports bar, the NBA. Uh, uh, now I forget the name of that one. Uh, what's, the, <laughs> yeah. what's that one called? You're losing your mind. That's where you met your buddies. Yeah. What is the name of that bar? Yeah, what is the name of that place? But, yeah, I'd go to those two places. They have much bigger beer selections, and uh, and you can pair it with yourself. I mean, you can probably spend about the same. So, but. No, I hear you. I mean, like uh... – I, I wouldn't mind trying if it all to be honest with you the whole thing depends on what the serving sizes are of of the uh of the food you know if they're yeah, and, if they're smaller than food and wine if they're little tiny tiny pieces then it's not worth it but if you uh, get a nice risotto ball and some good food at all these and and the marion ends i mean uh at the marimota asia chicken is pretty big then you know what I'm saying? If it's a nice serving size, it might be worth it for $65. Because you can go to any restaurant on property and have a beer and a sandwich for 65 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. It's just if I'm going to Marine Enzo's and, uh, and uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more of wine pairing than I would beer. No, you know, no. I mean, uh, you know, so. But, no, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, you're going to Marion Enzo's, you might want to just get some pasta and a, and a beer yourself. I'll have a Peroni and a, some pasta and call it a day. There you go. So. Uh, well, I'm trying to look this up because I'm losing my mind here and wanting to know what the name of that place is, John. <laughs> so it's the sports bar at the end, right across from the Circus of uh, De La Nuba. Uh, City and, Works? Uh, yes, City yeah, Works. Yeah, Good my God. God. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, and actually their food was pretty good. Yeah, they and it, it it amazed me because I usually stop there. I still do the uh, surface parking when I go by Disney Springs because I I don't like dealing with the people in the garages. Uh, so I'll park over there and walk in and I'll get me a beer to go right there at uh, the outside bar at City Works. And for the beer outside at that bar, it's like thirteen bucks. And then if you leave a five dollar tip, you've already killed a twenty. Um, but when we ate there, when inside the beer was like $9 and the food was on par with the, those prices. So I was afraid, you know, the food was going to be a fortune and it wasn't. So oh, it was, that's good. Uh, a lot better price than, than the outside beer. So, well, I just went over to another site that we get news from and thank God they're not charging extraordinary, but it says on this other site, Walt Disney world increases restaurant. Walt Disney World restaurant increased side dishes by 50%, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, many Walt Disney restaurants have increased prices on their standard sides, including French fries, by 50%. Many, Your salary go up? Is, is Disney doing this to raise your salary by 50%, John? No, it went up 75%. I'm making like $85 an hour now. Oh, yeah. You you're know good, that. John. Uh, by fifty percent, many sides recently gone from two ninety nine to four forty nine. John, that's disgusting. This is noticeable at quick service restaurants that offer separate sides. Fresh French fries used to be two ninety nine and are now are four forty nine. 
We've we've seen frequent prices price increases at both quick service and table service restaurants recently. In January of this year, prices went up at almost every food and beverage restaurant and location in Walt Disney World. For the latest park news, blah blah blah. I'll tell you what, dude. That's a big increase because these fries aren't like a monster size of fries in a lot of these places. So uh, the whole the whole world's going. Our whole economy's going nuts right now, John. You don't have to tell me about it. Anywhere. Uh, hunter jobs now available as Batu Bounty Hunters Magic Band Plus Game Station is open at Batu, John. You gonna go play the bounty hunter? Yeah, that sounds like fun, right? Yeah. We've been keeping an eye on this station for the upcoming Batu Bounty Hunters Magic Band Plus game at game at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Disney's Hollywood Studios. And today we spotted Hunter Jobs visible on the newly activated screen. The game station is still behind the wall planner as the game and the Magic Plus are not currently available to the public, but they're probably testing it with cast members. So, and it's today instead of system unavailable screen, we've seen wanted display for bounties was up. A triangular creature called Topi Topi has a bounty of 1,900 credits available. This the this, this, this the, 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 the display below uh, the the selection screen spread screen reads tap your band to accept this bounty hunter job with narrow with arrows pointing at the touch point. So you go up there, hit your band against it, and you accept the bounty. The, the, you go try to find him. A bounty was posted for Karun Bogat for the theft of evading arrest with the award of five hundred credits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like that'd be fun. Yeah. So then you run around the galaxy's edge looking for, waiting for something like this to, to pop up out there and get you, give you a chance to explore more of uh, galaxy's edge, you know, and find some of these uh, hidden nooks and crannies and stuff like that. Like uh, our pirate game that we had over at Pirates of the Caribbean that took you all around Adventureland looking for uh, different things. So, and it's, it, you know, um, same, same premise as, uh, what it used to be called uh, Perry's uh, uh, thing here at Epcot and stuff like that. So it's always fun when these little games pop up like this and get you to explore the parks a little more. Yep, it is. And they have a Droid SC wanted for property damage. 675 credits. Uh, what do we have? Edmo, Ecclesi, an alien with 875 credits. So they have like five or six different bounties out, which is pretty cool too, more than just one. So... And I'm going to go out on a limb and said you're not going to be able to translate this into real cash. No. So I, I, I wouldn't think it's going to be a real job for you. <laughs> now you could probably It'd be turn, a fun part-time job, though. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably turn your credits in for something in one of the gift shops or something. Like they, like a, a, a pin or something, how they usually Yeah, maybe, a, maybe something like that or a set of stickers or something. Something, I would imagine. Yeah. Trying to see what else we have here, Johnny. Before I let you go, we you got three minutes left. Uh, Dooney and Burke get more uh, pocketbooks for Lisa, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty expensive uh, pocketbooks. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Friend owns a few of them. The one thing I will say is, uh, I don't mind buying them for her, because my wife is not one that overindulges in anything. We've talked about this before, but. 
I will say, every time she gets a Dooney, it lasts her for... She still has them. They never go bad. Where the other ones, the zippers break, this... You know what I'm saying? So, in the long run, she this one black purse I got her, she used it for probably three years. So, I think she got every penny out of it, John. Yeah, there you go. It was her so, work purse. Yeah. So. It, a, lot of, a lot of times that quality stuff like that is quality for a reason, you know? So, you actually can use this yeah, it's kind of like I spent a hundred hours on my sneakers, and I spend a hundred and fifty to two hundred on my boots. But you know, it's because they last. You know, I buy cheap boots, and my feet hurt, and they don't last. Yeah, and they leak. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Last pair of boots I bought, and and I finally had to buy a pair about a year ago because the tennis shoe. You know, I mean, this job doesn't require boots like my other jobs did, um, but the tennis shoes I was wearing. They, as soon as it rained here. It, my feet would get soaking wet. Yeah. So and bought one pair of, uh, of uh, Timberlands, you know, good black boots, and no, they're fine. So sometimes you got to invest in it. So. Well, the last thing I want to do, and you're 100% right, you got to spend the money. I mean, I, I do my feet. Like even Brenda's mom, she used to waitress and stuff like that, and she years ago raising four kids, she would keep get the cheaper kids and stuff like that. Well, she started with us. Uh, we were buying her Nikes constantly, and she couldn't under. She understands the difference now, you know. Yep. Good sneakers, Nikes, and Skechers. She loves her Skechers. New menu at Sunshine Seasons, jo uh, Johnny. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you got. Uh, what do we have here? New items were posted. A posted menu in the pavilion, but we are still able to order them. There are a list of at Walt Disney World websites. They have a Cheetos, Doritos, or Lay's potato chips. You get to choose each entry with a side. You get to choose from pasta salad, Cheetos, Doritos, or Lay's potato chips, John. Ooh. Yeah. And then they have a spicy fish taco, John. It looks pretty good. With fire roasted corn salsa, creamy jalapenos, peri peri sauce, radish served with plantain chips. Ugh, damn plantain chips. For twelve twenty nine. Uh, what else do we have here, John? I will say one thing, and people have been complaining about them, and I seen a lady eating at the counter service in the poly. The new boxes and stuff they served the food in, John, it is so cheap. It looks like something I would get down at the Atlantic City Boardwalk. It's like the cardboard. Oh, those little stuff. brown. Yeah. Yeah, those little brown boxes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have like little little brown uh, plates. That they don't even have a liner in it, John. It's just your your craps, your tacos just sitting on the brown cardboard. I don't know. I yeah. a, a piece of paper. Don't you want a piece of that paper between that and the cardboard? And not to mention just to dress it up a little bit, makes yeah. you feel a little better for spending fourteen dollars on something. Yeah. I don't know. And then they have a Mediterranean vegetable sandwich, John. Is roasted red peppers, red onions, tomato, arugula, hummus. Balsonic vinaigrette, and that's $9.99. I mean, the sandwiches look pretty good. And what else do we have here? I'm going down. I'm almost done. Roast beef sandwich, John, for $10.99. That looks really good. A grilled roast beef, chimichurri aioli, cheddar, arugula, red onion on a flour topped Kaiser roll served with potato chips. That looks pretty good, John. Yeah, yeah all of it sounds like. Yeah. All that sounds pretty good, and uh, as we know, uh, Sunshine Seasons for the longest time was one of the best uh, options out here. So, no, hundred percent. 
Just I'm just getting a lot of bad feedback now about all the the serving trays that these boxes that we're getting. Step up your game, Disney. At least give me the plate again. Uh, remember you used to get the plate? Like, I remember the Chinese pasta that we used to get over at Riverside, dude, would serve, like, me, Mom, and Brenda could all eat it. They gave you that much. And that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a heap and helping, wasn't it? Yeah, that was worth every penny. You got, like, three meals for, like, 12 bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but, anyhow, John, we're going to let you go. I know you got a rough week. You got to eat your uh, lunch. We got to keep you hydrated and filled. I appreciate you stepping in. We want to wish everybody a happy Father's Day again. Uh, we're all going to pray for Lisa. We're all, you know, we're all thinking of Lisa and you're going to keep a, you're going to keep us posted. So we all know. And, uh, if you can head over to our Twitter account at main street or go to John Peter's Facebook page and hit the link. If you can, uh, afford to chip in a couple bucks, we'd really appreciate it. It's our little show fundraiser. So please help John and Lisa out and everybody that did. Thank you guys so much. I mean, it really was humbling to all of us. I knew you guys would come through. I had a feeling. That's why, you know, we I was all happy when John did it. So, John, keep us posted, and thank you guys again for everything you did. Yeah, uh, a really big thanks again. I, I really, uh, it was a humbling experience to actually see that uh, uh, I do have friends out there. So it was nice to see you. So uh, thanks so much. And, and uh even if you you can't do anything to help, I completely understand. I'm broke most of the time myself, um, but do please try to keep Lisa in your thought and your thoughts and prayers this week. Uh, it's going to be a, a scary week for us. So, yeah. And the other thing you mentioned too, John, is is you guys have a trip booked for a few weeks from now or a few months from now. When is it, John? Uh, September right now. Yeah. And we don't know. We, we, we still don't know if she's going to feel like it at the time, but you know, we have to play that all by ear. But yeah, currently it's, it's booked for it's, September. And, and it's all booked through DVC. Get, you, everything is covered right now. So that was already done and paid for. And pretty much now it's out there. Like when I had my throat surgery and all, John, I'm not even comparing it to that. I didn't know what was going on there. But just having the trip plan kind of gave me something to look forward to. So that that is the goal to have you there. Hopefully Lisa's there happy and healthy and moving forward and looking forward to that. She needs something to look forward to, right, John? Yeah, well, that's what I've already brought up to her about canceling it and stuff like that. And she's like, no, at this point, I, I just want a goal to get to and I want to keep it. So um, so we're going to try to we're going to try to keep it. I mean, uh, like you said, I've used DVC points for our stay. And uh, obviously I work here, so we get into the parks for free. And uh, over the last couple of years through gifts and stuff, I've accumulated gift cards. So it's I'm not spending a fortune on this trip by any means, you know, so. Um, yeah. And you gotta, so, yeah, it gives her something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, so anyway, guys, uh, you do have friends, John. You know I love you. You're like a brother to me now. And uh, we're praying for you and Lisa. And uh, everybody, be kind to one another. Happy thoughts for Johnny this week. And we will talk to you real soon. Say goodbye, John. Bye-bye, folks. Have a great week. Bye. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. 
If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.